Welcome to episode 101 of the Better With Running podcast. I'm Chris Armstrong, Run to PB coach, and alongside me, as always, is the real host of the show, fellow Run to PB coach and world champ Aston enthusiast, Zach and Newman. How are you, mate? Hey, Chris. So, yes, another week, mate, 101. Looking forward to a um, big episode, mate, with, um, yeah, world champs, like having athletics on it uh, for, I guess, at a, at a reasonable, quite a reasonable time <laughs> as opposed to what we've copped in the past. It's, um, yeah, a bit of athletics fever going on and got, uh, got an exciting guest joining us well, a little bit later as well. Oh, don't we ever. I, mate, um, excitement levels are out of control and the fact that we don't have to get up at 3am to watch live athletics is great. And probably the only sad part for me is that it's pretty much all happening while I'm at work. Um, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, yeah. That's okay. That's a real first world problem. <laughs> but um, yeah, look, world champs, Commonwealth Games coming up. Big, big guest um, for the episode tonight. So yeah, um, oh, can't wait to get into it. Yeah, it's um, it is ex- like just I know you know when you have a look at athletics when it's like a diamond, you know you got the diamond league, and often you just you you catch the highlights or you see that the result the next day or you don't really or i mean yeah the hard nuts will make make their way you know make sure they watch it live but when it's world championships it's like you just yeah it's, it's so exciting to see that you know just back-to-back athletics and even watching other events that you know and as as distance runners we tend to just focus in on <laughs> our yeah. events but um yeah seeing just yeah it's it is quite inspiring to see athletes of, of all disciplines going about their business and, and just on the world stage, like, you know, and you're just seeing the best of the best. It's, it's quite, uh, yeah, it's, it's fascinating to watch. Oh, it's great. And even just um, seeing us with, a, I know, this old, a relatively full crowd as well. Mm. Um, I would love to see it completely packed, but um, yeah, just, you know, crowds are back. The best athletes are there on show and, um, yeah, so it almost feels like we're being a bit spoiled at the moment. Yeah, and the coverage is good too. I think, you know, mm. the fact that, yeah, you're not having to go via a dodgy feed or a look via, you know, it's, it's I mean, I've got KO, so it's pretty just bang on easy. And I know SBS, I haven't watched any, but I, I hear SBS on demand really good. And so, yeah, everyone's getting access to it, which is, which is awesome. Yeah, no, it is, it is good. And, um, so the hard part's just keeping up with it, mate. And the days, oh. you know, during the week being pretty full on, it's sort of not always able to get around and, and see everything in the same day. But the bits that I have seen, I've, I'm just, yeah, absolutely loving it. It's an absolute smorgasbord, mate. We won't, uh, we won't go through every event because we'll be here for three or four hours. But um, some of the highlights so far, mate, so for you, has been some finals uh, run and done. Um, what, what's caught your eye yeah two two main highlights um first one was a men's 10k mm. um i've probably re-watched the last four or five laps of that event 
half a dozen times. Um, <laughs> like it just, the way the race unfolded, it's not like they're jogging. I mean, probably for the first, oh, probably let's say six, seven K, um, it was pretty consistent sort of 65, 66s, 67s, um, which isn't slow. But then um, like they just sort of picked the pace up and the, and the packs just disintegrated. And you sort of, the, over the last K, you were left with um, sort of six or seven guys and um, just the pace continued to pick up and pick up and pick up to the point where, um, you know, Joshua Chapter guy, he ran the last K in 225, um, finished, you know, ran 27-27. So, you know, so like he's jogged 9K and gone, all right, time to throw the hammer down. Well, he's ran... 225 for the last K, including a 53.8 oh, for the last 400. That is astounding. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't know what his 800 PB is, <laughs> but I'm nearly going to go and say, like, he's pretty much thrown down a 400 at 800 effort or yeah. 800 pace <laughs> in a 10K, which is just remarkable oh. strength and speed. And, you know, you, you literally could have thrown a blanket over the top four. Like, I think there was only, you know, it was under a second that separated the top four and the top three, like, it was really literally to the line. So anyone that hasn't seen it, um, look, you can find some pretty average footage on YouTube. Go on, you know, um, or if you've got SBS on here or KO, um, it's, it's really worthwhile going out of your way and having a look at this because this is the sort of stuff that you won't necessarily see at a Diamond League um, yeah. because you don't tend to get the full depth of athletes there all the time. But yeah. um, this was really special. It really was. And the other one for me, which I really loved, was the ladies' 1500. Um, yeah, I'm on the I same know, page. That was epic. Yeah, I'm a bit biased because <laughs> Jess, Jess Holt there, uh, she yeah. ran seventh and I mean, 401, and Georgia Griffith ran a great race too, um, finishing ninth in 403. But the way they went about this race is, was way different to most mm. championship races in that the top four went from the gun. They just went for it. Um, and um, oh, I always butcher people's surnames. I, I feel so bad. Um, I just, Halu from Ethiopia um, ended up finishing fourth, but she fell off. Um, after about 600, like the pace was just yeah. too hot. I think they ran 55 seconds for the first oh, 400. I think, yeah, I um, think they, they misquoted it though, because okay. it, it was it was like 58, I think, in the end. That's um, right, because I'm saying was, if they're running 55, yeah. then these ladies should be backing up and running the 800 too. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was still bloody fast. I mean, oh, keep the AM on it in 352. Like, 352, yeah. and then... Tezige, um 354 for second and Laura Muir just oh, going yes. so gutsy yeah just a just, gutsy run because you yeah. could see she was hurting very mm. early on and she just hung with it as tough as she could and um I think like her fastest time this year was a 401 you know and she looked she can run much faster than that but she ran 355 for the third and it was just incredible and not only that but the gap back to fourth and like we're not there's no duds that make this final. Like we get back mm. to fourth was a six second, which on yeah. the track at that level, um, they, don't, they weren't even in the shot. Um, but yeah, it was just, I, I don't yeah. see races like that. And it was just, I, I really loved the, um, just the positive attitude and the courage that they showed that just bang, let's go and make it a race. Not, you know, we don't want a tactical affair. It's just right. Let's see if you're quick enough. And yeah, they threw down. It was great. Yeah. I mean, this is a, this just seems to be a trend in these uh, in the track is that they're going for it and they're running fast. 
And that's it's awesome to see that. Like, um, you know, traditionally you start you look at these some of these championships and they play cat and mouse, and then it's a but you know they're going out aggressive, and it happened again in the um, the men's fifteen hundred with the surprise win from Whiteman um, knocking off Jakob. And uh, but it was in it was one in three twenty nine. Like mm. it's just like yeah. Um, so it's it's awesome to see that, and I think just you're watching the grit. Like I know I saw um, test. Uh, I think it was in the women's in the fifteen um, test game, and uh, keep yeah. There was a bit of like. Bit of chatter um, between, like they were duking it out down the straight a couple of times <laughs> and trying to, you know, and yeah, it's, it's awesome to see. And then in Whiteman, like he just made a decisive move. Um, yeah, and how cool is that with uh, his old man commentating um, oh. in, in stadium commentary as he uh, as his son won? So yeah, <laughs> pretty just. Uh, and that thing with Whiteman is like you know you just you know, yeah, overwhelming favorite like so short with the with the bookies and Whiteman took it up to him and just like just had a crack and then obviously I could must have thought oh I still got him here and then Whiteman just like that look of if you go back and see the, the absolute look of shock that he's he's knocked off the <laughs> off the bloody Olympic champion it just oh and yeah. that's it look you know Inga Britson's a king mm. um and you know to be honest we probably all thought it was unbeatable um mm. particularly over 1500 um but hey here we are that's, that's, yeah. a, that's the beauty of track and i think the the most exciting thing for me and look, i'll be honest i haven't watched the race yet but just hearing they they went for it from the gun there's no excuses of oh look it was tactical and i got boxed in and um mm. you know i know i'm faster but like no no you just it was quicker today and i, I love that I mean, it's how the, the stories are made and the rivalries mm. develop and um you know it's more eyes on the product too because um, I, I just think it makes for better athletics. Um, like, yes, there's tactical affairs and there's a place for that. Um, you know, that, and that happens and there's reasons why. But um, I just think in terms of pure racing and pure athletes and who finding out who really is the best, it's great seeing them go for it. It's Julia's ninth in that. Like, I mean, it's, mm. it's pretty crazy that we just like, uh, you know, and that was, a, a, again, an amazing performance. Three tough rounds. He has been struggling. Um, you know, he's re- returned um quite quickly off the back of some issues with COVID and now um you know when he comes nice and he got two two in the final in the women's 1500 like it's pretty pretty bloody good that you know we can have that on there's a couple of quotes that Hull had um off the back of that and she was saying how she was well firstly she was pleased to improve from her 11th place at the Olympics now she's seven the world champs so you know, on the upward, but uh, she sort of talked about progression. It's just, you know, this is what it's about. It's all about progression. It's uh, one of the coolest things in our sport and uh, might not look like a medal, but it's grat- it's gratification to see myself improve since Tokyo. So, like, you know, and she went on to say, like, in Tokyo, it was four or five seconds slower in the final than my semi, whereas tonight I matched what I did in the semi and got a top eight finish. So, like... Yeah, she just keeps getting better and better, and uh, you know all these all these uh, experiences. Um, yeah, bode well for for Paris and, and future events. Yeah, and that's exactly right. And I think um, there's probably an element there where people forget that you know that you, someone like Jess has to work quite hard to get through the heats, and then you know semi final time that she ran was flat out. So to be able to back yeah. up in the final. 
and produce that same sort of time, given the fatigue from the racing and even just the mental fatigue as well, yeah. getting up for a third time. Um, you know, to see that sort of progression, you know, four or five, well, she matched her time from the semi, whereas as you mentioned before, she was four or five seconds slower at the Olympics. So, um, yeah, no, I'm really excited. I um, this hopefully, hopefully, um, Jess is able to go to the Commonwealth Games and, um, and have a crack there. But, um, yeah. yeah, if not, um, I think there's more exciting times in her future coming up. Yeah, look, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, we are just spoiled for the next uh, next few weeks with the Com Games coming as well. Mate, um, let's get on to our weeks because uh, we've got a guest who's uh, waiting around, so we want to <laughs> knock our <laughs> stuff off. It's hard to, uh, like, go from Oregon to, to Bandura. <laughs> This weekend, it's, uh, it's like you feel like um yeah it's uh i don't know i think there'll be a lot a lot of people running around bandura um pretty inspired off the back of watching uh, athletics all week absolutely no look um there'll be a lot of us throwing spikes back on that might not have had spikes <laughs> on for about a month just with a little bit of extra spring in the step but yeah. Uh, yeah no i'm very much looking forward to this weekend actually but um Looks like yeah. you, you knocked out a, uh, some some big Ks in the end, some decent Ks. Yeah, decent Ks. Mostly easy runs again. Well, all easy runs, really. Um, I think it was about 76K for the week, which for me is probably um, slightly above what I was doing in that sort of four, five, six weeks leading into Gold Coast. But, um, yeah, just starting to um, put the Ks back up. Uh, probably the highlight. Um, well, the most fun we had, and running was great, don't get me wrong. Um, all our mm. runs are a lot of fun, myself and Anna. But um, during the week, got to go to my first concert, mate. For, oh. I mean, 39, first concert. <laughs> Just no. proving that I don't get out of the house a lot. But um, <laughs> went, went and saw Amy Shark in Shepparton. Oh, and, um, very nice. Yeah, a bit, big fan, um, yeah. must say. So had an absolute ball, um, loved Good it. Man. So made for a late night, but um. <laughs> yeah, that, it's totally worth it. Would awesome. Would do it again in a heartbeat. Um, she was a bit. I saw um, she's doing a regional tour. Um, I know this isn't an Amy Sharp podcast, but um, <laughs> what was really cool was that this was the thirtieth show out of sixty. And let's be mm. honest, you know she she's played some big places, a lot of capital cities, um, sold sold a lot of records, made a lot of money, and um, would have understood if she'd come to Shepherd and thirtieth show out of sixty and been a bit flat. Yeah. Um, just gone through the motions, but um, that brought the full sort of concert vibe, um, all the lighting, um, awesome. the full band. It was just, it was all the bells and whistles, mate. <laughs> Being a pretty small venue, I think there was about 300 or 350 of us. Yeah, so that's, that's like cool. The vibe was just so cool. Yeah. Um, and look, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm a, I'm a terrible singer. I'm not even allowed <laughs> to sing in the shower <laughs> by myself, but um, it was good that there was enough noise there that um, I could sort of sing to my heart's content. No, no one could hear me. No one yeah, could hear yeah. me. Right. But, um, yeah, that's um, awesome. That was really cool. So that was my, you know, really cool moment um, mm. for the week. So, you know, I'm a bit like a kid again. But um, <laughs> And then, yeah, pro- today um, rolled back into my first session since Gold Coast and it was, um, yeah, a bit of a small one, um, three by one K into three by one minute. Mm. Um, and just tried, wanted to run the, because in between the Ks are just a you know, minute sort of stand, walk recovery. Um, and just wanted to run them strong. I didn't really care about the pace. I, mean, I guess I'd hoped 
for what they do, but I just wanted to run them strong and feel smooth. And I did that. Um, they all end up being sort of between 320 and 326. So um, that felt good. And then sort of jogged for a couple of minutes before I did my one minute repeats. And um, yeah, they were a little bit quicker, but same thing, just wanted to feel good, get a bit of confidence back that, um, yep, can still turn the legs over, not too bad. And actually I feel really strong and um, I'd say mentally refreshed as well yeah. head, heading into Bandura, which for me um, is, you know, probably more important than the, than the mm. legs actually feeling strong. You know, I feel ready to, to have a go again um, and sort of build up towards, you know, I want to try and run a good half marathon at Burnley. So this will be the, the first step towards that where I haven't really had a taper as such, but I haven't really been doing a lot of hard yeah. stuff either. So, you know, this is the, add a bit of loading into the legs and um, do you know have a hard hit out and what's going to be I guess the last time we're on grass and mud um, <laughs> for this year so yeah and no, I should be good fun I think you've timed it well to sort of get that uh, get that momentum going again off the back of uh, you know having a, a big big lot of races a big build up to Gold Coast recover get it out of the legs and now um, yeah this will this will kick start things again yeah um, and yeah, mate, I uh, saw your <laughs> the emojis, uh, <laughs> the snowflake emoji got a run. Oh, mate, the old, um, I'll tell you what, geez, it's been cold here. Ran Friday morning and I think it was minus three and felt like minus five. So, oh. um, and even this morning, um, I think it was minus one and felt like minus three. So I had double pairs of gloves this morning. Double pair. Um, yeah, like two pairs of gloves because I've got like a thinner pair and then like a, a bigger pair. And I never bought them designed to wear two pairs. It's just like, well, wow, these fit over the top. And yeah, um, I know Brady fingertip. does that. Yeah, yeah just I, I get really cold fingertips. Mm. Um, yeah, so like even this morning, like the tips of my toes were, were cold as well, just running yeah. along. So I, mean, I don't know, I'm going to wear more socks or, <laughs> or what. But um, yeah, but no, I've had all the layers out. Um, even like whilst I've still been wearing half tights, I've had a pair of half tights on under those too. So I've had double <laughs> double half tights, double gloves. Yeah. Um, like the I'll have like a singlet and a shirt, and then like a long sleeve um, top for the easy stuff. Um, and this, like this morning, I just had like the arm sleeves, and I actually had the singlet and the beanie. I, I was on the jog home, and kids were on their way, sort of out waiting for the school bus. And, you know, they're all decked out in their lives. And one kid's turned to me and just going, aren't you, Cole? Like, <laughs> I, I sort of spun around going, yeah, I am actually, mate. And just sort of kept, <laughs> kept running home. But, um, yeah, no, it's, I love the cold mornings because of how still it is. And I reckon, mm -hmm. you know, if you've got enough layers on, it's really good. But, um, yeah, certainly um, like even just we'll run around on our loop and just seeing all the cars out and how thick the ice is on them. Like, yeah. oh, man, I, those poor people you have to come out and um you know you're trying to frantically get the ice off your car because you you know you thought you were leaving for work on time and everyone's late but um no it's it's a pretty cool part of winter i reckon all the frost but um Literally. yeah yeah, yeah. No, i'm i've been feeling the cold but i'm obviously i'm running at night but yeah along the yarra it just gets bloody cold uh, across the top of it i mean so i'm in long like but i i run in long long tights long sleeve and a, and a um, half zip and gloves and then sometimes a light jacket over the top of that. <laughs> and even on Saturday, I did um, a threshold, a 25-minute threshold, and I was in long tights, long sleeve and a, and a jacket and uh, kept it on for the whole session. Yeah. 
Um, same with flat, the, the long run and the flat. So, um, yeah, I, I think I just do not handle the cold well at all. So uh, that's that's my issue. <laughs> so as you get going in that threshold, though, like, does your body temp start to warm up and you feel like taking any of those layers yeah. off? Or, or do you just feel comfy? Uh, it gets up there and then it feels sort of comfortable. It doesn't get out of control that I, yeah, I feel like ripping it off. It's it's pretty much levels out for me. Yeah. So, yeah, and I'm not, look, I'm not absolutely getting after it. I guess I'm still in that, um, yeah, easy. I'm, I'm knocking out a run every day or taking it. Uh, I took a day off last week, but uh, just nursing this knee, it's just on and off at the moment, which is just lingering around. Um, so I can get one session in and then the other days are just, just, ticking over the easy days and um yeah so that's that's fine for me it's just enough just to um yeah i guess see if it'll settle it's sort of it is resetting to a degree it's just a matter of uh yeah taking the time not rushing it um i'll go out to bandura i'm not racing bandura but i'll be out there uh supporting you mate watching you go around in the melbourne uni athletics club so uh yeah looking forward to to seeing you in action, mate. So, uh, and then Sunday, this Sunday, long run, going to catch up with Mattress. Hey. Uh, he's coming to the big smoke. Actually, Gemma and Ollie. Ollie's uh, making his debut over the um, 5.5K. So they're, yep. they're, um, they're, in, they're going around in, a, in the 5K walk. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to meet Ollie for the first time and uh, catch up with Matt and Gemma. So, uh, very nice. Yeah, run Melbourne this Sunday. So, Looking forward to, yeah, getting on the course and just some, yeah, obviously I'll be there with Matt. We've got a few runs BB athletes. Um, so I'll see a couple of my, my crew go around. It's um, it's a good event around Melbourne. Like just to, you know, just see, just to get out on the course and see you know, a whole range of people like having this. Often, you know, run Melbourne could be their first like major event because it's not a, it's not as intimidating as Melbourne Marathon, but it's it's in such a good setting and you know good time of the year to sort of try it out, and then you always look at it and go, okay, now I can move to to maybe an event at Melbourne Marathon. Yeah, absolutely. I think um probably the the most exciting for me thing with Run Melbourne is it's a lot of people because it's largely based around fundraising. Mm. So there's a lot of people who are you know raising money for their chosen causes. You know, there's a lot of really cool stories, and you do find a lot of people doing their first half or their first mm. 10 uh, or it's their first event or, you know, they've just stepped up from park run. Um, yeah. You know, so it, it really, and it's, it's a really nice sort of chilled laid back atmosphere as well um, down there at run Melbourne. Um, like I know Brady's a big fan of the event. I mean, he's won the half maybe four times. I yeah, think um, that's, without being able to fact check that, but I'm pretty sure that's around. That's yeah. Sure we'll give that's him around that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like it really is. It is a good event, um, you know. And it's, it, it, yeah, it it probably hasn't the last couple of years with it. Um, you know, obviously not being able to go ahead with COVID. Be interesting to see how it goes numbers wise mm. um, this year with a lot of other races back. But um, yeah, no, it'd be cool to catch up with some of the run to PB crew, mate. So definitely, uh, mate. Gemma yeah. and Ollie, looking forward to it. Hey, um, we have run to PB hero of the of the week. Chriso, do you want to kick us off on that one? We do. We do. Um, big shout out to Soss, Andrew Sosheim. Um, 
took a win down at Stall. Um, we don't have many people that runs a PB who can say that they got the chockies down at um at Stall, but um yeah. we've we can add Sauce to that group now. So Sauce um got on the start line for the um, Stall Amateur Athletic Club six and a half cross cross country champs. Finished second in the handicap though, but he he was yeah. first across the line, and I guess you know that that's what we're we're celebrating here, but um. Apparently, he also had a, a vineyard to run through, which yeah. also makes it proper cross-country um, because we've been doing a bit of that lately ourselves. <laughs> and a bit of mud, a bit of water, um, all that sort of thing. How's um, uh, yeah. what Matt, Matt sent through? <laughs> <laughs> a, bit of the, a bit of the race report. <laughs> a bit of the race report there. Um, apparently, some kid took off really quick, um, but then passed him at 2K and never looked back. So um, I know... Um, Andy. That was in Mattress's race plan. He said, if the kid takes off, <laughs> just sit just on him. Go, yeah. Just sit on him, sweat on him for a little bit. And then when you go past, you need to go past with a bit of intent um, and just really, really make him feel it. Which um, he must have done at 2K because um, just having a look here, um, yeah, it looks like he won by about 30 seconds. Um, yeah. Very, very comfortable margin there in the end. So, um, now, good job, Sauce, and covering some big Ks, Sauce too. He's, um, he's in a big block. Um, yeah, having a look at his Strava, the uh, the, the uh, great great wall of blue is up, and uh, he's been very consistent. I am led to believe that he is aiming to be on the start line for Melbourne Marathon. Yeah, she's that'd be exciting. Mm. Oh, um, it'd be absolutely pumped to to see Sauce get on the line. So. But no, it sounds like he's in good shape, especially when you're picking up some race wins. I know. That's stall, no less. Yeah. I know um, he's, he's tried his hand on the track. I know he did a time trial last time and um, like me last year on the track. Uh, he's obviously big, big, big figure, figure at the uh, park run. Uh, often volunteer, you know, race director volunteering and then going around himself. But I don't, I reckon, uh, look, I wonder if that was his, cross-country debut or at least you know as a when his last cross-country was because i haven't seen any cross-country so maybe uh putting himself out there for a bit of uh maybe an audition to see if the uh, club will pick him up maybe bendigo bats will um put feelers out i know we're um always welcoming new people sorry about that mate um but um yeah, I think um, it just shows the allure of, of cross country. I think um, it's good to see more people getting involved and giving it a go. Yeah, uh, 100%. Great stuff, Sauce. And uh, yeah, you'll run to PB Hero of the Week. Joining us live from St. Moritz. From about 1,800 metres above sea level, soon to be Australian uh, Com Games Marathon representative is Run to BB coach Andy Buchanan. Welcome to the show, Andy. Thanks, Saka. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me on. It's um, it's nice to uh, yeah catch up with some familiar faces. And even though I'm hanging out with Australians here, you never get sick of that Australian accent. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's good to be on, fellas. Yes, we thought you'd be. Flat out, mate. So we tried to pencil this in. I know, uh, yeah, it's a pretty busy time as a professional athlete over there. 
Yeah, I'm pretty surprised my manager found time to um to slot this in. So he obviously <laughs> must have must have slipped him some some dosh or something. Mate, just um just for some listeners who may not be across who exactly you are, a couple of the well, I know you've been on the show a few times, but a, a couple of PVs have been updated on the uh, on the World Athletics website profile uh, of late, including a two twelve marathon over in Hamburg. Uh, what have we got? Two twelve twenty three to be exact, um, mate. But the two hundred meter PB from uh, Sacramento back in twenty eighteen is still twenty three oh nine. What's happening? Yeah, I'm pretty happy with. Pretty happy with that one. Um, people don't really know, but I had a bit of speed um, back then, and yeah, just got in a really good race and, and felt good. <laughs> no, that's that's not me. Um, I actually I've been more running with, last time. Yeah, time I've, I've been I've been running with uh, Steve Scullion, who's an Irish guy, and yeah. um, he's got a he's got a younger Irish guy with him, and I've done a few runs with him and. As runners, you know what it's like. You you go home and you yeah. you search the person to see their PVs, and apparently they had a full argument because um, <laughs> the younger guy thought, "Oh yeah, maybe that yeah that that's that's fast, but maybe he has run that fast." And Scully was like, "There's no way, no twenty three. <laughs> so they were asking me about it. I'm like, "Oh, you guys been googling me, have you?" So um, <laughs> yeah, it's quite funny. I, I quite like that because I I often just see how long I can string people along that. That I did that, and I went to Sacramento purely for a, <laughs> a two hundred. Um, and I think there was a bit of wind around as well, so I couldn't yeah. tell that story. And they and they really believe it, so um, well, so it's it quite funny. It was a big day that day um, back in twenty eighteen, mate. Because after shortly after you rolled your two hundred PB, you went up and doubled and ran the eight hundred and ran a PB of one fifty four as well. Same day, yeah. So I think that that PB, I think my actual PB is one fifty four something, but it's like one fifty four high. Um, and I often wonder if the Andy Buchanan from America or wherever he's from, if he gets people saying, "Shit, mate, you did a marathon at two yeah, twelve." Yeah. Like I really he's getting, wonder. Getting invites all these races now. Mate, look at the range on this guy. He's everything from a two hundred meter specialist to the marathon. Yeah. yeah, so no, it's good, probably a bunch of probably a bunch of East Africans are getting ready for Com <laughs> Games. Looking up this guy, going, "Geez, I don't want to be in the last two hundred with uh, Andy Buchanan." <laughs> but, um, uh, uh, exciting times, mate! As you lead up to your debut, the Com Games, mate, take us yeah. through a day in Saint Moritz because we see we see some awesome photos of the locations. But uh, I guess you're living the yeah, you're in an altitude camp, training camp. How's it? How's the day looking? Yeah, so um, it's like it's the first thing is it's actually pretty high here. So it's like one thousand eight hundred. So it's it's actually a fair bit higher than um than Falls Creek. Um, because Falls Creek at the highest is like one six, but a lot of the running's actually at like one five. Um, and you kind of forget that because we're in a bit of a valley here where there's mountains either side and you kind of think, oh yeah, that's altitude. This is just like not altitude. So it's, um, it definitely took me a while to adjust to that, um, and, and adjust my workouts, um, to the altitude, but a day, a day here is we run at nine 30, we meet at the track. So I'm staying, 
well, it's probably a hundred meters from the track. So I'm sure everyone's seen photos of the track before. It's probably the most, the most um, pictured track. Yeah. Photograph in the world. Um, and it's, but that's exactly what it looks like. You know how on Instagram you see those videos of like Instagram versus reality. Um, yeah. And it's like, picturesque perfect and when you actually get there there's heaps of people and it's shit but that's actually <laughs> that's what the track is like um yeah. so we we meet there at 9 30 and um it's quite funny because we've got all the marathoners over here at the moment we've also got um the race walkers are here as well so they've just kind of flew in from oregon and then there's also um like izzy bat doyle she's here um for a little bit so there's a bit of a bit of a mixed bag but um yeah, so we we mainly train together. Um, I try and do most of my runs with with the group just to be around people. Um, so yeah, we train at nine thirty. Then just depends on what day it is. Most of the time we link up. Um, if it's a session, we'll try and do the session in the same spot or switch things around. Um, so you go for your run, you come home, cook some breakfast, um, kind of chill out for a little bit. And I'll often wander down and get a coffee, which like a coffee here is yeah, like, say, what are you paying for four, a coffee? Like four, I think the other day, <laughs> I only made this mistake once. There's this little guy set up next to the lake. I was like, oh yeah, I'll get one there. And I, I just drink a long black. So I was just like, oh, and I think they, they call it over here, Americano. So I was like, oh, just yeah. Americano. And he's like, oh, yep. And he literally gets the pod out, puts it in the pod machine, <laughs> turns it on. And I think it was four franc, which is like $8. And I'm oh. like, holy shit. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's not daylight robbery. Yeah. It's not great coffee and it's really expensive. But, um, but Collis has actually found a, a place in town, whereas we got what well, we got two coffees for, I think, four, four or five franc. So, um, and it was actually, not uh, it was actually a good yeah it wasn't a pod so um <laughs> yeah so we normally normally go get a coffee um i just often chill out by the lake just kind of by myself just because it's yeah. nice um and then i kind of come back i'll watch the tour um that fills in probably two three hours um i'll do a little bit of i don't know i like i still get a lot of emails from work um so that kind of stuff do a little bit of coaching stuff and then it's kind of 5 30 you go for a run then you cook tea and go to bed, then do it again. So it's, um, yeah, not much. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of, it's tricky because you're not, you don't want to be doing too much. You're not a tourist here. You're a, mm -hmm. you're an athlete. So I've been doing a few little things on my, like on my easy days. Um, like there's a bit of a gondola you can catch up to, uh, to 3000 meters, um, which was pretty cool. Um, so I'm doing little things like that, but nothing, nothing too extravagant. Because you're normally a really busy person, mate, how are you finding that adjustment mentally to be able to, you know, do you find it easy to sort of kick back and not do a lot or has it been tough? Um, first few days, I was like, I'm not going to run with the group because I'm so used to getting up, literally like getting up 6am, the alarm, mm. and then you're at the door five minutes later. And that's what I did the first few days here. And then it's... Um, you know I'm where like, you're going? Like, did you... Because <laughs> you're, you're this yeah. the first time here. Yeah, no, I'm pretty, um, I'm, I'm a bit of a Strava nerd um, and I, re I, I really like looking up different routes and looking at heat maps and seeing where people go and, and then kind of getting, going for the run and then getting lost and then going home and seeing exactly where I kind of went wrong and that kind of stuff. So I always create a route and then send it to my watch and then run with that oh, on okay. my watch. So at least then I'm, 
<laughs> I can't. Well, you can still get lost, but you can't get too lost. Um, so yeah, the first few days, that's what I was doing. And then I was like, nah, I'm going to force myself to wait around till 9.30, which yeah. the first, yeah, it, kind of two, three days of doing that, I'm like, now I'm fully on board that and I love it. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's so good waking up and just being real slow. And and especially because of the time zone, like my my phone from like 3 or 4 p.m., I get nothing. Like there's literally, I get no, there's no contact. So it's quite weird because I'm staying by myself. Mm. So like from 3 or 4 p.m. onwards, it's just me kind of thing. Like, yeah, you might see some people from Harvo Run, but yeah. then overnight is your day. So when I wake up, it takes me like half an hour to catch up on Instagram messages, Facebook messages, <laughs> final search notifications, Strat, like all that kind of stuff. So um, the mornings are actually busy now. So I'm actually, <laughs> well, well, I say busy. They're yeah, not that busy, but yeah, like, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm adjusting, but definitely took a week, um, but I'm kind of used to it now and I, I quite like it. But um, if I was here for another two weeks, I think I'd struggle. Yeah. You mentioned Steve Scully, another Irish guy there. Um, any other internationals you've you've jumped in runs with, or um, there's a German guy here who he only just got here. Um, Johannes Moch Mochman, his name is. He ran Hamburg with me, hmm. um, so I'm going to do a few runs with him. He's only just come here, so he's doing um, Euros because Euros are like two weeks after Com Games. Yeah, um, and. I haven't jumped in any runs with him, but probably the most famous person I've seen is um, Cripper. He's an Italian 10K guy. Mm. Um, I think he ran like 26 something. So he's up here with his Italian squad. Um, but it's not, there's not that many real big dogs because obviously Worlds are on at the moment. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I don't know, this other, this other younger Irish bloke, he's got a real thick Irish accent. <laughs> I can't understand a word he says. <laughs> I say, oh, what'd you say? And I think he realizes, so he's like, slows down. And I'm like, oh, thanks. And I, I wonder, like, does he do the same with me? Yeah, or... he'd be struggling with you for sure. <laughs> yeah, probably. He probably doesn't understand it every second word I said. I said so. But yeah, not too many big dogs up here at the moment. And just doing that, like, I, I noticed you did a workout with Steve Scully. And was that because you, you obviously do a lot of workouts back in, in Bendigo, but you're often. Off, off the front by yourself maybe or how was it actually jumping in with with someone who yeah i know you've done workouts with other other australian runners but maybe someone completely different yeah um so we've we've managed to jump in and out of sessions we haven't done a full session together um but like yesterday i had some i did five by mile with um four by four as one of the miles essentially and yeah. he actually did some eights and then some fours so it worked perfectly where as soon as I got to my 400s, he was starting his 400s. Um, and that was good uh, just to have someone to run with. And like, he's a, he's ran like 209, I think. So he's pretty, yeah. um, he's a pretty good marathoner and he's done a lot of marathons as well. So I've kind of enjoyed chatting to him, but then also chatting to Jess, um, Jess and Sinead about what championship marathons are like, because like yeah. I'm coming into the Com Games having only ran one marathon. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm very aware that this marathon is going to be very different, but it's kind of like, I hadn't really thought about it. And it wasn't until my sister, like when the Com Games team got announced, she's like, oh, pretty impressive. You got selected for a race you've only done once. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting way of looking at it. I hadn't yeah. thought of it like that. Yeah, yeah. And um, 
Yeah, so it's good training with with Scully because uh, he's he's full of wisdom and he's really good value. So I like I like running with him, but then also the same with um, like I did ninety minutes with Jess this morning. It's just yeah, it's 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 really cool. We've got a really good group here, um, and it's a real team team environment. Like we kind of cheer each other on when we're at the track and we all run together and all that kind of stuff. So I'm really enjoying it. At the same time, I definitely miss my my bat training partners at home. So, yeah. Yeah. And so with the workouts that you're doing, mate, Scotty's still setting those for you? Yeah. Yep. So we, as soon as I arranged to come over here, I very blatantly just said, look, I'm, I want to do what we've done. I don't want to, I don't want to go down the MTC way. I'm not saying that's the right way or the wrong way. I'm just like, we got this far doing what, what we've done. So let's stick to that. Um, and it's actually quite good. There's so Collis is over here and I'm, I'm not sure if Collis is here with MTC or if he's here as a, cause he's the Australian lead coach mm. for the marathon. So I'm not sure what hat he's wearing, but he's been a massive help for, for us. Like we had to get a, a 10 day PCR test. Um, so 10 days before we enter the village, then we need to get another one at three or four days. And like, he's organized all that stuff. And there's, like he's organizing a lot of stuff that just is going straight over my head. So it's um, whatever hat he's wearing, he's doing a, an awesome job. And we've also got a, a Vish who's, he works for the VIS. I'm pretty sure he's a sports scientist. He helps out so much as well. Like we never do a run by ourselves. Like there's always someone there and it's like that's drinks, whatever you need, um, that kind of stuff. It's that's probably the biggest thing that I yeah. didn't realize was going to happen is just the support you get. Um, like, and we've got a, there's actually an osteo over here um, and he does a bit of soft tissue stuff as well, um, Craig, and he's awesome. Like, I think I've had three appointments with him and I've got another two in the next week and it's just <laughs> like, and it's good. Like he comes down, he watches us run and then he treats you that afternoon. And he's like, yeah, I could see when you were running, this was doing this. So I'm just going to have a play around with this. Like, and I'm, I've never had that before. Mm. Like never, ever. Um so just the support team around us is really, really impressive. Um, but yeah, it's, I said to Scott, I'm really keen to do what we were doing. Um, so yeah, he's still, he's still setting everything. He still sets all my sessions. Um, I kind of make up the stuff in between um, and he's comfortable with that. So I just kind of decide how far I want to run each day, but he, he decides the sessions and um, yeah, it's worked really well so far. Pretty different from just, yeah, finishing work, driving, rushing back home, getting changed, getting back in the car, driving to the track. And, yeah, it's like everything you can just really take your time and be focused in on it. Yeah, it's massive. Like Tuesdays for me, like I start work at six. I run with the kids. I teach like three classes and then um, finish work, go home, get changed, go to the lake, do a session, and then there's probably – 20 people there that I give the session to. So I'm thinking about their, their sessions and not mine. Um, like, and I'm not crying poor. Like I choose to do these things and I love yeah. it, but it's, um, it's kind of good having some time before a big, a big race just to focus on me. Cause it's probably something I don't, I don't do enough of. Um, and like Nigel Preston, he's been great because I'm pretty involved with all the bats and the selection yeah. of that. And he's like, been like, nah, 
I don't want you doing this stuff. Like, I don't <laughs> want you thinking about it. Like yeah. I'm trying to get some fractal hats made up at the moment. <laughs> and I keep, I keep like pushing him to, to organize <laughs> some stuff. And he's like, just chill out. Like I'll do it. And it's like, so it's, uh, it's good just having a bit of me time. Cause it's something yeah. I don't really, I don't get very often. So I'm really enjoying it. Yes, mate. It's uh, well-deserved. Mate, we had a few listener questions come in. We might uh, rattle a couple of them off for you. Um, one here from one of my athletes, actually, uh, Lauren Daff. Um, Andy, how have you found altitude post-COVID? Um, yeah, I know you had COVID. What was it? Pre-Gold yeah, Coast? Yeah, a week, a week before Gold Coast. So I got out on... I did my first run on the Tuesday. So I got COVID and I just straight away said, I'm not running for seven days. Um, I know a lot of people do run, but I was like, if I can have a week off and feel hundred percent at the end of this week, I'll be okay. Whereas if I continue running, you hear of people where it kind of lingers for two, three, four weeks kind of thing. And I was like, that's where it's going to um, catch me out. So I think I tested positive on the Monday and then I had Monday to Monday and then Gold Coast was the following Saturday after that. So um, probably the, the thing I struggled with the most is because I didn't run. I actually, when I started back running, I felt like I was 80 years old. Like probably how you feel, Zach, when you run. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, just, just so locked up. Like I was just like, my glutes were like, mm. oh, it was like a needle was going into them every step. Um, so I, I did a bit of a workout before Gold Coast decided I'll just pace the marathon just a bit smarter rather than like, what's the point of going out and racing when you've done one workout? Um, so I paced the marathon. That felt really good. Um, and then came over here and altitude, it wasn't like altitude's funny. It's when you're running normally and when you're fit, you don't really notice it. So like, but then when you come to a hill, you notice it. Um, but I've, I've always found the fitter you are, the less you notice it. But one thing I've really noticed is doing track workouts here. Like I reckon yeah. for me, it's probably two to three seconds a lap slower yeah, wow. Wow. than what it would be down at sea yeah. level, which like if you're doing 400s and you used to do them in 66, yeah. you kind of do them in 69 and it's the same effort. And that's, yeah. that takes a bit of getting used to because <laughs> you're like, like that's a big difference. Like if yeah. you do say 10 400s at 66 compared to 69, yeah straight away as runners where like shit that's not very good like that's not very fast kind of thing but um yeah so i i felt fine off covid because I, I had that break and then obviously coming to altitude i just had to i just took it easy for the first few days and then i found the first time i did like longer threshold stuff it was hard and then the first time i did shorter track stuff it was hard so it's like you kind of need one session of each to get used to it um and my first track session, I was like, holy shit, am I really unfit or is this like just the altitude? And then um, I did one on, yeah, yesterday and actually felt felt really good and actually ran a bit too fast. So, um, but yeah, it has been challenging just because in the build up to a marathon, you look at marathon effort and um, yeah. it's, it's really, I think with marathon effort, you kind of use marathon pace as a as a rough guide um and up here it's just all over the shop so it's um yeah it has been tricky but i've i haven't noticed any lingering COVID things since i since i got here so i'm pretty 
I'm pretty lucky and I'm really glad I took that that full week. Yeah, oh, it sounds like you were res- responsible with it. Hey, um, talk us through how, when are you coming off the mountain now, off altitude then to Birmingham? Like, how's that all work? Yeah, yeah so I'm leaving here on Monday the 25th, um, so next Monday, and I'm heading to Teddington. Uh, okay, yeah. So I was meant to be in Teddington for... I think three days um, and I wanted to go there because I'm, I've been there before and it's just like, you, you just familiar. have that. Yeah. Familiar environment. Um, I like, like just little silly things. Like I got a haircut at a certain barber before <laughs> Hamburg. So I'm keen to, I'm keen to go there. Not superstitious um, at all, mate. <laughs> nah, oh, it's just those little things. And yeah. like, I'm, I'm keen to get into Bushy Park and do my final session there and, and all that kind of stuff. So I was meant to be there for three days, but I think I'm going to be there for two days because they've actually dragged the marathoners, I think a day forward as to when they want them in the village. So I think that's now the 20, it's either the 26th or the 27th um, that I'll be heading to Birmingham. So some people are actually going straight from St. Moritz to Birmingham um, Mm. on that day. Whereas I was kind of keen to get, get down, get that, Cause it's a four hour train ride from here to Zurich. And then you've got like, yeah, the, the plane ride from Zurich to Teddington's only, well, sorry, Heathrow's like an hour and a half, but then you've got buses either side of that and all that kind of stuff. So I just want to get most of that travel done um, a few days before. And then I think it's like a hour train ride or something up to, um, up to Birmingham. So we'll go there. I think it's three days before. Yeah. Has there been any, is there any talk? I know there's always a science around the, the timing off altitude. Is that is that what Avish has been working with, or they yeah, kind of so something like that in? It's funny. Um, I like I never knew about Avish prior to this trip, whereas he works with the VIS, and he actually when he's in Melbourne, he actually gets around to all the groups. Because um, I was chatting to him today about, I was like, "What is your job? Like how? Like he's been here for so long, yeah. and he's like." I essentially work with all the um, any group that's got a person that's funded by the VIS. So like he gets around to Rinaldi squad. Um, I know he, he gets to um, Craig squad squad with Claudia. Yeah. He gets to, M- to MTC. He gets to Jack Lung's group. He does a bit of stuff with Abby Caldwell, all that kind of stuff. So that's his role. Whereas like prior to this trip, I never knew there was someone like him. Cause I've never had anything to do. It was quite funny. Actually, when the team got announced, I got a message from the VIS saying, Oh, congratulations. We're so proud of all our athletes. You guys have done so well. And I was like, oh. <laughs> you got the wrong person. Yeah. yeah. I was going to reply back and say, Oh, I won't mention his name, but I was going to reply back being, Oh, nice to meet you. Like my name's Andy. Like, um, I thought, oh, no, I better not do that. But, um, yeah, so I, got that message. <laughs> he did he did because we were chatting about it so um yeah, yeah that's yeah. another story but <laughs> yeah. um he yeah so in the future i'll lean on a fish but um i was kind of chatting with nick a bit and he has a lot of his athletes come up here and then race and they've trialed a fair few different things so i just kind of um went off what was best for him but then i was well what he thought was best for me but i'm just cautious because the only altitude i've done before is falls and this is a bit different to falls so yeah 
Good stuff. We've got another question there, Chris. Though. Yeah, so we've got a, a question here from Jess Willis, mate. Um, can you give us a bit of an insight into your training week and just a bit of a breakup of your Ks, sort of like your amount that you do it easy and then the other breakup where sort of pace that you do faster than marathon pace? Yep. Um, bear with me. I'll just pull up because I'm – I can't remember my week, but I won't go into every run because like who would want to list every single run that you do during the week and tell you the exact paces I've gone. Um, but yeah, so essentially I do two sessions a week. So I do those on a Tuesday and a Friday. Um, and normally one of those sessions is a, a VO2 kind of a 10K kind of effort um, session. And I normally get between eight to 10K worth of volume there. Um, and then I also do a marathon session, which is done on the Friday. Um, that's anywhere from like kind of 14 to 16 K. So my coach, um, Scott, he, he firmly believes that if you do any more than 16 K of marathon effort or pace, you kind of actually need to respect that and you kind of need to back the K's off, um, so that's, that's pure running. That's not say if you do four by four K with a K float, like it's, pu it's the pure running at marathon um, effort. So a lot of my sessions are around that 16 K worth. Um, and I do that on a Friday. Um, so yeah, the days there's essentially three sessions, Tuesday, Friday, and then the long run. I don't treat the long run like a session, but it's, um, it's more of a session than an easy run, if that makes sense. And then you just, I just follow it up with, if I do a hard day, I make sure I do an easy day the day later. So um, yeah, that's kind of my week. It's it's pretty similar. Um, so last week, I think I ran about 182K, which is everything going well is normal for me. I struggle to hit that when I'm back in Bendigo just because of time, but up here it's, it's easy. Like um, I wasn't reaching for Ks at all. And you're not really doing big doubles and you're only running other than Wednesday, you run an hour a day, then you do a doubling afternoon. So 180K comes pretty, pretty easily. Um, I don't focus on, don't focus on pace at all for my easy runs. It's just whatever. I've actually noticed up here running with a lot of the group, they actually run a lot faster than I do. But I think in Bendigo, I run a lot of hills and that slows you down. Um, like a lot of the runs here, you get back and you've averaged 415, which I'd never do in Bendigo because it's just, you just can't run that fast in Bendigo yeah. just because of the, the hills and the trails. So that's been a bit of an adjustment for me. Um, but yeah, I th does that answer the question, Chris? I'm not sure if yeah. it does. I'm not sure if I just waffled on for a bit there. But <laughs> no, I think you've done pretty well. Yeah. Just um, on that. So I was just going to ask you about the trail bit. Um, you're saying they're a lot easier and wider and bit, like you can get rolling on the like the long run. I saw you to 435k. And he called it nines. Is that, uh, I've seen yeah. you've got sevens. Explain to me yeah. about the nines and the sevens. <laughs> yeah. So we, we've got a long run in Bendigo that's just called the sevens. Um, so it starts at seven o'clock and it's, um, we run this, it's a, I don't know, it's a bit of a debate because I'm kind of keen to running different spots, but the group has been going, like the group started back when my parents were running. So it's been around for ages and they run, the same loop they start at the same time everyone knows like if you're if you're from bendigo everyone knows that's the group and if you want to come along we, we leave at seven and 
if you get there at 701, the group's gone. Like it doesn't yeah. matter who you are. Not even the five like, minute rule. One minute. No, nah, no, nah, it's not even it's literally <laughs> no, it's, even. It's, yeah, it's 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 seven, like it is literally seven zero zero. Second rule. Um <laughs> like they they will run off on me. And I'm I'm completely fine with that because there's a few older blokes that get to the front and they slow the peloton down, so it gets real slow. So I quite like when they when I I pull into the car park a bit late because I often do some beforehand. But um, so we we call the group sevens because there's a really big cycling culture in Bendigo, and all the groups in Bendigo leave from the roundabout, and it's called like the sevens, seven oh fives, seven tens, seven fifteens, seven twenties. 7:30s and so on and the sevens is the fastest group and i don't know everyone like everyone <laughs> in bendigo knows about the seven cycling group and where the where the sevens are running gotcha. group so that's where that comes from um and then that was a bit of a it was a real niche strava joke that would probably like <laughs> like maybe 30 people from bendigo would have got it and then the other people would be like what's wrong with this bloke why is he titling his run nines like that yeah. makes no sense but um so yeah that like running that long run like because i normally run with a group like that was a lot faster than what i'm kind of used to like i think we'll probably run in four tens or something zaka um but the trails here are so runnable like they're it's literally like I might retire when I come home because <laughs> it can't like it can't get better than this. Like no joke, it's like you're up in the pine forest. It's just gravel paths. Like the worst part about running here is every fifty meters they have a little like um like nearly like a a grate to let uh, to allow the water to like yeah. escape rather than just going straight down. And sometimes it you have to like shorten your stride so you don't step on that and that's literally the worst thing about running here which it's like that's like uh, nothing and yeah. like the cars here so used to people running they mm. literally give way to you all the time and like you'll just be running along the road not realizing and they'll just be chilling behind you like they're just yeah. so yeah it's um yeah it's such it's so good for <laughs> you're running. not gonna like, know yourself just, when you're, you're back in bed nah <laughs> nah it's gonna be a shock and I think the yeah. sun the sun gets up here at five thirty and sets at nine thirty. So it's um yeah, and today's the first day it's been cloudy. I think it's still twenty four degrees. So it's it's a tough life, but someone's yeah. gotta live it. Someone's gotta do it. Yeah. yeah. You're a brave man, mate. You're a brave man. Thanks for taking yeah, yeah. for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um is that good? second part. Oh, did we get that second part of that question from Jess? Um yeah, it was sort of like pretty much covered it. Yeah, speed. easy yeah. best speed. Yeah, nailed um, it. The question there, Zaka, from a long time listener and fan of the show. Oh, yeah, big, big fan of the show. Uh, I think his uh name is Matt Davy. <laughs> so, I hope you pronounced that correctly, there, Zaka. <laughs> yeah, I think we, I think he's popped up on the show a couple of times. Uh, he, his question was, is there anything he has learned from the debut marathon? And is he going to adjust for the Com Games, or is there anything he's going to adjust for the Com Games? Yeah, so probably the thing I learned, um, the last piece of advice, piece of advice, sorry, I got from Scotty before I started was 
the marathon's all about evening out the ups and the downs. So there's going to be times where you feel great and just relax. Don't, don't bloody take off 10 seconds. Okay, because you feel great. And then there's going to be times where you feel crap. So his advice was essentially just trying to level them out so it's as even as possible rather than heaps of ups and downs. And, um, and I noticed that during the race where you'd feel, you'd feel awesome and then you'd feel for a minute, you'd be like, oh, actually, I feel a bit flat here. And then you'd feel awesome again. And then as the race goes, those periods of feeling awesome get shorter, but then the periods of feeling crap get longer. Um, <laughs> and to the end where you just feel crap the whole way, nah. <laughs> so that was really like, he told me that, but then obviously when you experience it yourself, you learn a lot more about it. So that's one thing I'm aware of. Like it's, it's okay to feel to have average patches at the start or even the first five, 10, 15, however many K. Um, and I'm kind of used to that. And I think I wasted a lot of nervous energy in Hamburg being like, is this how I should feel? Mm. Like, is this what my effort should be at 25 K? Am I working too hard? So I kind of, I feel like I, I know that a little bit better, but at the same time I had four blokes pacing me and we had a nice group we were communicating. We were like, yep, I'm on the first table for the drinks. Yep, I'm on the second. All right, you go here. I'll go there. All that kind of stuff. Like it was manufactured. Like it was very, everything went the way it should have and everything was was nice and tidy. And I realized that that won't happen all the time and especially in a championship race. So I'm kind of, I'm not, I'm trying not to set any expectations for Commonwealth. Um because it is only my second and it's championship racing is very different. So like, I'm not really, I don't have a result that I'm going to be happy with and not happy with because I honestly have no idea. Like you hear in these talks of there's like three Kenyans that have all ran 204, like, and you put them in a race and that just changes the race so much. Mm -hmm. um, and like, I have, I have no idea who, like who's going to be representing like Great Britain or yeah. whoever, like I've, like, how do you prepare for a race and your expectations when you have no idea who you're competing against? Like, you, you can't. Like, at least with world champs and that, you know, all right, these people are going to be in the race. This is what it looks like, that kind of stuff. So, I don't know. I'm just – I'm not going in going, yeah, I've done one marathon. I went awesome. I'm going to nail this. Um, and just being very aware that it's going to be a very different experience and I'll probably – leech off Liam a bit because he's got so much experience with these kind of marathons and mm. he's done like what he's done two Olympics I think and yeah three com games I reckon like and he's finished top 10 a few times he's um, probably done like oh, maybe 13 14 plus 15 marathons honestly. yeah yeah exactly and then yeah. and then not just all being the Berlins and that kind of stuff like he's done mm. plenty of championship marathons so that's really good to have someone like him in the team. Um, and while he, he has ran fast them in the marathon, I think we're pretty, I don't know, in my mind, I think we're pretty similar. Like he might smoke me, but who knows? Um, so yeah, I, I'm not sure if that answered Mattress's question, but I'm not going in going, yeah, this is going to be the same experience as Hamburg because it's yeah. definitely not at all. So um, I was just going to ask you when you go through those, like you talk about the, the roller coasters and those really tough patches. Where do you draw? Your, do you have something you go back to? Like you know, maybe do you think 
do you even start to think about things at home or is there, there are strategies you deploy? Yeah. So, um, like in Hamburg, my, um, like prior to the race, my grandpa had been quite sick mm. and I went and saw him just before I left for Germany and, um, grandma had written me a card um because my birthday was just before hamburg so they'd written me a birthday card and it was from both of them and i actually took that over with me um and it was actually one of the last things i kind of read before we got ready for the marathon so that was very fresh um in my mind so i was kind of drawing on like family um family ties kind of how much um like the family means to me and how proud a lot of them are um, and all that kind of stuff and the sacrifices they've made to help me get to where I am. So that's what I kind of think of when, when things aren't going great, you kind of think about those things. And I don't know, I was just kind of thinking like, Oh, I wonder what they're doing. Like it's probably 2am. So they're probably asleep, but I was like tricking myself to thinking it was like middle of the day. Like, Oh, yeah. I wonder if like my aunties figured out how to get the live stream or the <laughs> live tracking, like who knows if they're following and then all of a sudden you're, you're feeling good again. So that's what I do. I kind of think of, um family friends that kind of stuff people that have helped me get to where i am so that's one of the techniques i've used and that worked yeah it worked really well because i think that um like drawing on emotion can be really powerful mm. it can also go the other way but i'm not i'm not a real high emotional kind of person like i don't i don't know i'm pretty steady i don't really have the highs and lows that a lot of people do and yeah. um so i find that works for me whereas say some people like if they think of their sick grandpa in a race, it could go the opposite way where they get really worked up and it's like, it's not a good outcome um, for them. But for me, yeah, thinking of family really, really helped for me. So um, yeah, hopefully, I don't know. Oh, It'll I mean, be different. Gonna, like, you go. Yeah. Oh, they're just going to be so pr- like, you know, all of Australia back here, you're just going to have so many people like you, we saw the support you got off the back of that hamburg run and then the, the selection and i know you're a bit of a, a father figure in uh, athletics victoria and it's seen because of what you've done in terms of just you know going through the ranks like um showing like you know what you're doing at bendigo bats and i think yeah you're sort of really inspiring a lot of people and uh, i think that's that's something you can really uh draw upon when you're out down the road yeah yeah one of my like one of my coolest like proudest kind of moments is when people like i've got kids they're literally like 14 Mm. and they'll message me like they message (laughs) me before hamburg and they message me when the team got announced they're like oh my god like andy that's so cool and i'm like Mm. the fact like a 14 year old kid is just even going out of their way to like message me and say like how proud they are like i don't know that, Mm. that stuff's pretty special to me so um yeah, that, that means a lot. And mm. well, you think back to when you're in, say, in school, and you had you knew like a teacher, or you knew someone who had been to a games or something. And I remember just putting them on the biggest pedestal, being so inspired. And then you know, when you're that person, it's like, wow, this is you know, this is the impact I'm having. Yeah, it was quite funny because when I when I found out I made the team, I was like, I was excited for the race experience, like the opportunity. And then when it got made public, I had all these people messaging me <laughs> and like, I didn't like originally, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Like I thought, Oh yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty cool, but it's not like a big deal. And I've had like all these like school friends. Cause like growing <laughs> up, 
like I did a little bit of running and especially through uni, like I, like I definitely partied a bit, but then I also ran a bit, especially towards the end, I was focusing a lot on running and like, I definitely skipped a lot of stuff, a lot of parties, a lot of that kind of scene because I was running and they thought I was the biggest loser ever. Like oh, well, I, they might not have, but they were probably just like, why are you wasting your time? Like, yeah. why are you doing this? Like, what are yeah. you getting yeah. from it? You don't get any money. Yeah. Like you spend money. And, um, and a lot of those people have messaged me being like, holy <laughs> shit, I can't believe you're going to the com games. Yeah, and it's like so cool. seeing those people and those messages and they're just like, they're not into sport. They're just the mm. average Australian, I'd say. And um, seeing how much of a big deal it meant to them is kind of like realized to me like, oh yeah, like I suppose this is a bit of a big deal. Like whereas originally <laughs> I was like, oh, it's just a cool race yeah. experience. So um, yeah, it's quite funny, but Cause I had to keep it quiet for, Oh, it felt like three or four months, but I think it was, um, I think it was just short of a month. I think it was about three weeks and, yeah. and people were getting fed up because they're like, Oh, you're meant to be, you're meant to be racing a marathon in a month's time. How I can say it Brady. You? I was like, I'm, I'm sure they know, like they, they just can't reveal it. Yeah. So I actually, I, I did tell Brady because we just needed to make sure the, um, the bats were going to be okay. <laughs> and yeah he kept his lips very tight yeah, i think obviously I did, yeah um but it was funny people were getting so worked up like probably you were zaka and you just had to like bite your tongue and just have a bit of a giggle and yeah it was quite oh, funny <laughs> cool. yeah good stuff uh a couple more left uh Christo, and then we'll yeah. let you get back to um buying a few more coffees yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> nearly, it's nearly coffee time so uh <laughs> sorry mate, i'm gonna keep you away from the tour um <laughs> couple of quick ones from me mate then maybe a bit of a longer one but um race shoes for the com games what have you got tucked aside for race day yeah so i have a new pair of just alpha flies so just the old the old alpha flies um so i yeah i bought them just before i came over um and i've done a few sessions in them so i really like them i find when i'm running marathon pace um around that kind of 310 ish I land right on that air pocket and they just, I don't know. Like I love the, the alphas, but when I, no, sorry, I love the, um, the next percents, but when I put the alphas on and go marathon effort, it's just, it just clicks for me. So um, yeah, that's what I'll be wearing there. Very nice. Um, gels, gels for race day. Yeah. So I don't take gels. I take drinks. Um, yep. So I've found the drinks just work for me better. Um, I'll have, a few gels with me just in case I miss a drink, that kind of stuff. But I've practiced a lot more with my drinks and I find getting in like 60, 80 mil of Morton is a lot easier than a, than a gel. I just find gels a bit messy. And I suppose that's, that's where there's a big difference between say you and me, Chris, because in a marathon, you're not going to be going, Oh yeah, I've got a personalized drink table. I've got this, I've got that. Whereas, um, so I have that luxury. So it's, um, yeah, so I don't have to carry anything. So I'll I'll be having the Morton um, to start with. I have the normal 320 mix. And then from about 15K onwards, I have the caffeine, the caffeine mix. Um, so every 5K and I have a caffeine gel before I start. Uh, very good. Yep. With, um, normally you've been out, you know, previous races, you get to choose what you wear, whereas this time you, you handed a kit. Um, well, 
you know, obviously the green and gold is pretty special to pull on, but has you, have you tried it on and sort of does it feel comfortable? What's it like to actually sort of pull on the uniform? Yeah, so we haven't we haven't got it yet. So we'll get it when we um, <laughs> arrive in, um, I think actually in Birmingham. Okay. So like it was pretty nerve nerve-wracking filling out the forms for the sizing <laughs> and they're like, oh, these run big, so order a size up. And you're like, yeah, oh. but we're distance runners. Like, <laughs> so we're not big. So if you see me with like Eddie Betts running shorts <laughs> that are like down my knees and like a, like a massive singlet, you know, that, um, yeah, I haven't done that on purpose. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's actually quite funny because I can't even tell you that it's no longer BLK and it's not Puma. It's someone else because Com Games. Oh, it's Com Games, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 actually like how it works is there's yes there's AA but Com Games sit above that so like mm-hmm. AA send the team to Com Games to then approve or deny kind of thing and all the funding comes from Com Games so it's kind of a bit funny whereas um, like with a lot of other things that kind of AA does everything at the Australian level um, whereas that doesn't happen here so. I actually can't tell you who the supplier is, which is pretty nerve wracking because like, it's not great. Like if you're only running 1500, it doesn't matter if your shorts aren't great or if they like, whereas like as a marathoner, you just, you haven't even seen the design. You haven't seen, don't know what it looks, don't know what it looks like. So if you look at, there's some promos on channel seven and they actually, they didn't have the uniform yet because they've got the, I think it was BLK from the last one. And they've actually got athletes wearing the last Com Games thing and they've put tape over the logo. Um, so, so, yeah, I have no idea what it's going to be like, but I found out that um, it's funny. So we can only be in the village for 48 hours before, 48 hours after. So we have to leave after that. But they still give us the, like, opening ceremony kit and all that. Okay. So I'm actually getting some Aaron Williams boots. Oh, yeah, look and I, looked, I looked and these boots are worth 700 bucks. <laughs> so I think I might oh, sell them and buy a yeah. few pairs of running shoes, buy some There's another Elf flies in there, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, it's going to be good fun, but I'm a little bit nervous because I've heard stories where if you're like, we'll be okay because we're pretty soon in the calendar, but I've heard, what happens at Com Games is if you're late, if you're later in the program, you get to the village later and your your bag is just raided because like Chris has got something that's too big. So he goes oh. to Zach's bag <laughs> to change over. So oh. thankfully, I think we're day three and we get the first day. So there shouldn't be too many people that have gone through bags, but like, yeah, if you see me wearing something massively too big or too small, <laughs> I didn't I didn't go for that look. I had no options. Uh, so yeah. It'll be interesting. I know we need to get a campaign for Simon and Ernie Noll to uh get the gig. And, oh, uh, that'd be <laughs> that'd be massive. Imagine imagine people all around the world trying to pronounce Ernie Old. That'd be uh, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Man, I do go the baggy singlet and the, the bigger shorts. I know Nate Stoke will be a big fan of that. Yeah. So um be very impressed. <laughs> He would actually, he would love the Puma kit at the moment. The tank yeah, top. got the tank top. He'd be, yeah. he'd be right at home because I was chatting to Collis about yeah. what he thought the um, the uniform was like. 
And he was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. And he goes, oh, it works for Stewie because that's what Stewie wears all the time. He wears <laughs> the tank top. The tank yeah, top. Yeah. Like, but I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a fan, but yeah. Last yeah. one from me, mate. Um, just quickly, I suppose, with this one, does the mindset change a bit for this one where you're actually representing the country? And um, like, have you and Scott got a, I guess, a time that you're hoping to run, or is it more? just go and do your best on the day and see what happens? Or is it more, you know, just try and finish as high up um, on the table as you can? Sort of what what are we yeah, shooting for um, here? Yeah, so I actually, I haven't spoken to Scott and I actually haven't put any thought into what would be a good result. Um, like, honestly, I haven't thought about it. And I actually, I haven't been thinking about how I'm not just running for myself, I'm running for the country um, and... I don't. I won't think about that, and probably until um, um, probably over in Birmingham because I think you could, you just get too too worked up. Um, whereas I'm just enjoying day by day at the moment, and I know that's like super cliche, and it's like <laughs> I sound like an AFL footy player week by week. Um, yeah, week <laughs> by week. But that is honestly what I'm thinking. Like I, I like until you just mentioned it. That's the first time I've actually thought. Oh yeah, I'm not actually just running. <laughs> For myself for or like for the bats <laughs> it's like australia like i know the bats are a big deal but australia is a pretty big deal as well so yeah. that actually hasn't crossed my mind like in all honesty and i think that's good because it's like if you're thinking about that three four weeks yeah. beforehand like that's pretty that's pretty taxing um not sleeping at night like all that kind of stuff so i haven't thought about that i'll think about that in a few days prior um and yeah with results we honestly like i haven't haven't spoken to Scott and we, even before Hamburg, like we didn't really chat that much about, um, I don't know, like specific outcomes. It was more so like talking about the specifics of the actual race. Like, oh yeah, if you get to this stage and you're feeling like this, like it was never like results kind of driven, if that makes sense. And we never really speak too much about results. And um, that works well for me. Um, and I think it works well for Scotty as well. So yeah, honestly, I like, and it's really hard because like, I don't know who's racing. So like, I might be the slowest bloke there with the 212 and how can you expect to finish top five if you're the slowest bloke there? Like, it's just, it's so hard to know. And the course is actually pretty hilly as well. And like Birmingham was 40 degrees the other day. So it is really, really hot. And um, like we're starting at 9am. So we're lucky, but the women start at 1030. So they're actually stressing out a fair bit which is fair enough um but it's not going to be it's going to be so different to a a uh like a hamburg where it was 10 degrees perfect conditions perfect pacing that kind of stuff even um like sinking it back to gold coast back in 2018 where um it was only the top four finishers who actually broke 220 that day i think they started at um, nine o'clock and it was pretty warm that was the day that callum hawkins collapsed Um, you know, about a K out from the finish uh, where Mick Shelley took the win. But yeah, like historically, um, you know, these races at the Commonwealth Games aren't typically run in super quick time. So it will be interesting, yeah. especially, you know, given the heat championship yeah. racing, what actually, um, you know, you need to run to sort of finish in that sort of top 10. Yeah, well, like Shelley's a perfect example. He's won the last two mm-hmm. Commonwealth Games marathons. Like, and his like he hasn't ran quicker than two ten, I don't think. No, no. Um like that's phenomenal. Like yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't think that. So it just goes to show how different these races are. And I don't know, I 
I haven't thought about time or place because I don't want that to dictate how I'm feeling during the race. Whereas I want to be feeling how I'm feeling, not going, oh, I thought there'd be like only five people in front of me instead yeah. of 50. Holy shit, I must be running slow. Like I don't want to have those thoughts. So um, yeah, I don't know. And like, and I'm still very aware. I've run, like this is only my second marathon. So like, I'm still just a beginner at this and it's just an awesome, like I really, really want to make Paris uh, 2024. Like that's a big goal of mine. Um, and I see these as steps towards that, towards that goal. So, um, like if I don't run well, I'll be disappointed, but I'm not getting caught up on specific times, um, or placings. Cause I think it's super hard to, to judge what a good result is. Uh, I reckon great. there's a, I reckon just, there's a lot in that just for, for a lot of our listeners, because I know as coaches and all of us as coaches, we do, there's a lot of talk about time and results and like, you know, I think there's a lot to be said for just focusing on getting to the line and doing all the, and then just enjoying the experience and doing what you can and, and focusing on effort rather than, a, you know, having this, all this plan and set around a time where you put those sort of limitations in place. And um, mm. yeah, I kind of like where, where the mindset is on, on this one. Here. Yeah. The, this morning I was watching the replay of the, um, of the high jump and mm. Eleanor Patterson, obviously winning gold is massive, but she had one more jump at 204 and she'd already won it. And she was just about to jump and like she had a look to the crowd and she had a bit of a smile. Like it wasn't like a, like, yeah, like massive. It was just like a bit of a, like, you could tell she was happy to be there. Mm. And like, I think that's so important. And it's just like, enjoy the, enjoy the process and enjoy the actual act of doing it. Don't enjoy what, something tells you at the end that's very external like a time or a place like be in your moment and enjoy that like and i think seeing eleanor this morning or last night for you guys like and i recommend like everyone go back and watch her jumps and watch for that little smile and she was just so happy in that moment which why wouldn't you be because she's won the gold and it's just like she'd broken the australian record with 202 went for 204 it was her final attempt and she was just enjoying it. And it's like, that's so good. Cause that's probably a moment she'll look back on for, for years and that'll be one of her proudest, I'm sure. So. Good way to end it, mate. We're all yeah. proud at the uh, Runs BV family, better with running community, uh, this athletics, Victoria, athletics, Australia back here. Everyone's just pumped to see you go around, mate. And um, yeah, you're doing us all proud. Uh, thanks boys. It's um, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to get all my, daily activities in today it's already one o'clock and i i've hardly done anything i haven't even showered after my run so it's going to be um a bit of pressure on for the rest of the afternoon to uh fit the coffee in fit the fit the croissant fit all that kind of stuff but now it, it was good to chat to you guys and i yeah i really enjoyed the i don't know the run to pb community i've had like so many of my athletes have messaged me over the last week or two and they're like oh honestly i'm happy to I'm happy to wing the next two weeks. Like you focus on you. And I'm like, as much, as much as I love that, I actually really enjoy the distraction you guys are yeah. giving me at the moment. So um, it works, it works really well, but I've had so many messages from so many different people. And it's just a, it's such a cool community um, from rec runners to, to the elite level. So it's, yeah, it's really cool. But no, nah, thank you for having me on. And sorry yeah. if I spoke for too long. No, no, we love hearing you chat, Andy. And uh, yeah, once again, good luck. And uh, we'll definitely be catching up post uh, Birmingham for a bit of a recap. Sounds good.
Cheers, guys. Thanks, mate. Bye.